the hope of heaven. In the last few weeks, I've done a couple different weddings, and it's beautiful to see the anticipation, the hope looking to the future of what will be in their lives. And then sometimes we face reality. This week I received a Facebook message from a student who graduated a few years back and has been married for a couple years. And he said, Father, we've been going through a hard time and we've experienced disappointments. We've each made mistakes and I don't know what to do. And you, you feel the discouragement that I had, I had hoped that, that everything would just be perfect. And then now the reality is I'm feeling discouraged. I've heard somebody say that the greatest diabolical temptation is discouragement. Because that's where we lose heart. We lose the will to move forward, to continue. Today is about hope. And the confidence our, our, our hope and our confidence is not in my ability to make a better tomorrow. But my hope is in the power of Jesus Christ who comes to redeem all things. And it's his power, his grace, his gift that gives us the dignity of being the beloved sons and daughters of a father who loves us and wants to draw us to himself. And so, specifically, the ascension is when, after 40 days, Jesus ascends to the right hand of the Father by his own power, showing us where you and I are also to go. That, that God descends into our humanity so that he can lift up our weak humanity into heaven. That I can't do it on my own. I can't make everything great. But he can. And he has a plan to lift up, to redeem all things. And so hope is that. Hope, the catechism Paragraph 1817 says, Hope is the theological virtue, which means it comes from God and leads us to God, by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the Holy Spirit. The next paragraph says, Hope keeps man from discouragement. It sustains him in, during times of abandonment. It opens up his heart in expectation of eternal beatitude. And so you and I, we have a reason for hope that God reveals himself to us. He gives us the grace of baptism, changing our dignity. And, and he promises and shows us what our destiny is. That, that my destiny is not to be stuck in college forever, even though it feels that way at times, right? My destiny is not to be stuck in the sin that I find myself stuck in. 
That's what the evil one wants me to feel. The evil one wants me to feel discouraged. You're never going to be free of this. It's never going to get better. Yet you broke up with that person. Well, that was your chance. You blew it, so it's not, you're not going to have a relationship. Do, can you hear the discouragement? That's, that's the, in a sense, it, it's helpful at times to recognize the voice of the enemy um, so we can just say, no, thank you. That's not the voice of God. The voice of God gives hope. And so we see in our, our generation today kind of a, a loss of hope. Uh, I'm reading a book right now called iGen. It's kind of talking about, it's looking at sociological data about this generation versus previous generations and kind of articulates or quantifies what I think a lot of our experience has been. This, this author, Dr. Jean Twen, she says that she talks about teens with depressive symptoms. Since 2012, the number of teens with depressive symptoms experiencing depression and some you know, symptoms of it. With females, it's up 50%. With males, it's up 30%. It's, it's the feeling of, what makes me think that tomorrow will be better than today? Because I've tried my hardest, and I can't make it better. But, but the, I think part of the depression comes from feeling like it's all on my shoulders. Like, I have to make tomorrow better. And I've tried, and it's not working. But no, a better tomorrow is based on what God is doing. If it, this is my Father Matt Lowry uh, uh, short definition. What is hope? Hope is that the sun will come out tomorrow. And, and that's based not on me. It's based on God and what he's doing. And so it's hard enough, you know, and I can't even imagine without God, but even with God, it can be hard to hope that tomorrow's going to be better, that the sun will come out. The other area is we see anxiety, right? Anxiety is this, this worrying that something bad will happen, and I, and I really just want to avoid anything that's bad. What we celebrate today is that Jesus first came to be with us in what's bad, in what's difficult. Sometimes we say, you know, I pray to God and he doesn't take this thing away. I was like, that's not how it works. Jesus doesn't come and take it away. He, he comes to enter into it with me. Does that make sense? What? I, I've been struggling with this sin and God just won't take it away. That, that's not how he works. Instead, he comes to be with me in that. Well, God doesn't want to be with me in that. God, I'm sinning. I'm turning my back on him. He, he, he runs away from me. No, he doesn't. He runs towards me. He knows how hard it is to try to do it on my own. And so he comes to me to be with me in that which is bad and difficult and heavy and shameful. And then he meets me where I'm at to then take me to where he is. That he wants to bring me into that eternal beatitude and happiness with God, where there's perfect joy and peace and happiness. But in order for him to bring me there, he first descends to where I am, 
And then today we celebrate he ascends to the Father, lifting up our dignity. He takes on human dignity, human nature, in order to lift human nature up to divinity. And so, in the face of anxiety, I can say no matter the worst thing that could happen, God has a plan to redeem it. Actually, psychologists talk about the best way to face anxiety is to, is to hit it head on. What is it I'm afraid of? You know, if I'm afraid of a snake, all right, well, someone hands me a snake and it's just like... But it's true, right, that if, if, if I'm holding a snake as much as I don't like that, don't even think about it, you know, that, that eventually I'm probably going to name the snake and then, like, it's going to have habits and it'll be like, you know, I'll feel a connection or it'll be like, you know, it's, it's okay. The, the problem with our anxiety is not that, we, that it's hit us, it's that we haven't sat with it long enough. We've tried to avoid it. And the answer, Jesus wants to go there with us and transform it and redeem it, to lift it up. Because even if the worst were to happen to us, the truth is that Jesus is with us and wants to use it for our redemption. So I have nothing to worry about. And so hope is not that this will be okay. Hope is that all will be okay. So sometimes, one of, kind of a, maybe this has always been with us, but I see this especially with this generation. We, we break up with our significant other, and then we try to stay friends. I think we've always tried to do that, right? But like more than ever, we try to stay friends. And, uh, and, and I have this hope, God, I just hope that we will get back together again. And, and it's like, no, hope... Hope is not that we will, you, the two of us will get back together again. Hope is that in the end, I'm going to be okay whether we get together or not. Do, do, do you see that? you feel that? So hope is not that this will be okay, but that all will be okay. That, that maybe that problem or that thing that I'm worried about, maybe... You know, maybe this class, this major, this school, maybe it isn't going to work out okay, but in the end, all will be okay. And, and that's, that's what our hope is, and that, that God has a, a plan for that. And so my job is that wherever I'm at, whatever I'm facing, whatever I'm dealing with, is to, is to open up to let the Lord to, in to be with me so that I can be with him. And so... It, just think about like a little kid. You know, today Jesus is lifted up to heaven by his own strength. You and I can't do that. That I actually need him to lift me up. St. Therese, at the time when uh, she lived at the end of the uh, 19th century, they had just invented the elevator, the lift. And she said, this is beautiful. That Jesus, you are my lift to take me to the, to the Father. Because I can't do it I'm on my own strength. And so I just imagine like a little kid who comes up and is just like with their arms open wanting to be picked up. When, when you see a little kid, like is, is not our heart moved to just want to pick them up? Like I don't care what's going on. Let me drop everything. I just want to pick you up. 
How much more so God, when he looks at you and I, when we come to him and we're like, here's where I'm at. God, help me out today. God, I'm feeling overwhelmed and discouraged. God, I can't do it on my own. Help me. How much more so God desires to, to lift us up. That is our confidence. Hebrews says, through the blood of Jesus, we have confidence of entrance into the sanctuary. Let us hold unwaveringly to our confession that gives us hope. For he who made the promise is trustworthy. I just finished reading um, Ellie Wiesel's book, Night. Ellie Wiesel was 15 years old, uh, living in the area that's uh, now Romania when the Nazis came. And he's Jewish. And so they took him all away and sent him to a concentration camp. You want to talk about a loss of hope. That if it's, if it's up to me and my ability and my power, like I can't make a better tomorrow happen. Like, I am completely surrendered to a higher power if I'm ever going to find freedom. And part of what happens in the camps is, and, and this happens anywhere there's dictators and things, is there's this reduction of dignity of the person being oppressed. This is not a human being. This is a cockroach. This is a termite. And they use language to help strip us of our dignity. And, and you and I, at times, we do this ourselves, right? I'm a failure. I'm so, I'm so stupid. I was going to, you know, like, can I say that publicly? Sorry. You know, like, I just, that's how we feel, right? Um, and, and we ourselves put, late, we, we ourselves denigrate our dignity. But our dignity because of the grace of baptism, that Jesus, who's given us his own divine life, that our dignity is as the beloved sons and daughters of a father who loves us and who has a plan to bring us to himself at his right hand. That is our dignity. And no matter how weak and heavy and broken and sinful I feel, it does not take away from my dignity. Just as the prodigal son, even though he felt ashamed and broken, the moment he turns to the father, the father runs to him and embraces him and reminds him of the dignity that he's never lost. The day that they were leaving, Ellie Wiesel tells us this, this uh, the allies were on their way to liberate the, the Buna Monovitz camp. And they're waiting for their, they're kind of, they're kind of trying to escape the allies because they're still imprisoned. And the head of their barracks there said, we need to clean this place. And so he ordered, he, he called for four men to, to mop the barracks. And everyone looks at him and they're like, are you, are you crazy? Like we, we're going to be out of here in an hour. What does it matter that we clean this place? And he said to them, he said, for the liberating army, he told us, let them know that here lived men and not pigs. Ellie says, so we were men after all? The block was cleaned from top to bottom. This day reminds us that our dignity is not merely even as human as men, but our dignity is as beloved sons and daughters of a father who's given everything so that we could be at his right side. 
Our hope is in heaven and in Jesus Christ and his power, not in my own strength, not even in my own awareness of my dignity, but relying on his words and his promises so that one day I could be with him forever in heaven. And that is my hope.